Testing one, two. I think I'm live. I am not sure if I'm live. It is November. Great. It worked this time. I, this is the second time I've tried this. Glad it's connected. It is November 17th, uh, 11.40 a.m., and Purdue is uh, coming off a, a, a sizable victory versus Wright State last night in Mackey Arena. I'm Boiler Dowd. In case it's the first time you've tuned in, you're tuning in. It probably isn't. Uh, you didn't probably trip on it. Uh, just getting here at uh, live cast. Give you a little preview of the week. Uh, I'm going to do a live cast today. This is kind of a little synopsis of the Wright State basketball game and the Ohio State football game. And we're going to have a handsome hour in the next couple of days. So uh, stay tuned for that. It'll be good. It'll be Anish J and I talking about what's coming uh, versus Northwestern. Looking back a little bit to what's been having in basketball and what's coming ahead in basketball. Uh, Purdue's re first real test, of course, will be North Carolina this weekend. North Carolina is currently 18th. I'm glad they're ranked. I don't think they're that good of a team. I said that last week. Still think it. Uh, speaking of ranked teams, Michigan lost last night to Seton Hall in Ann Arbor. That's noteworthy to a lot of people who are Big Ten basketball fans. So... Um, Things are uh, shaking up a little bit. I think they're going to shake up a little bit more in the next two weeks as teams start to play uh, stiffer competition. Purdue, we'll, we'll get to see what Purdue really is a little bit more in the next uh, really week to 10 days. Um, you'll get to see Purdue play some stiffer competition with uh, bigger big men. Uh, and speaking of big men, last night, uh, Purdue's two-headed monster of uh, Travion Williams and Zach Eady really flexed their muscle uh, muscles against uh, Wright State. They were both averaging a point a minute. Uh, Travion finished with uh, 20 points, and um, I'm going to bring up the exact stats so I don't misspeak. 20 points, um, and he also had 13 rebounds in 20 minutes. Of course, Zach Eady had 18 points and 5 rebounds in 18 minutes. And then Caleb First, for good measure, had 14 points, 11 rebounds, in uh, 25 minutes of play. Caleb is still starting. Uh, some of you have been talking a bit about this on Twitter, how it uh, um, sometimes uh, will, is Caleb going to be, sorry, I got, I got ahead of myself. Is Caleb going to be a starter when Gillis returns the lineup? And I say he will stay there because I don't think Painter wants to mess that up. And first is so good and solid coming right in uh, uh, from the jump. He's been good all season. Um, I've got a comment here from Todd Singer in the margin. He says uh, UNC is number 50 in Ken Palm. And you're right, Todd. Uh, Ken Palm is generally better at this, especially early in the season. Uh, always better than the polls. Um, that algorithm has it figured out a little bit. And um, UNC does not look great. I just I can't stress that enough. Um, they're... Uh, they're not that great. Virginia is not good this year. There's some there's some interesting fun stuff happening in college basketball. Things are shaking out, like we said, so uh, that's cool. Let's see, let's look at the uh, stats a little bit more from Wright State last night. Purdue, of course, one ninety six to fifty two. That's uh, a sizable win. That's another game in the nineties. That's Purdue's third game. They're three and zero in the nineties. Um, this offense, I'll keep saying it, has more weapons than we've ever seen, more playmakers than we've ever seen, and uh, that's pretty fun to see. Um, let's look Let's look at uh, who else came to play. Really, uh, Jaden Ivey did not have a good game. He was two for eight shooting, eight points. Um, he didn't even really have anything that was like, uh, you know, eye-popping. It was pretty. He had uh, a couple drives where he would come draw a double, triple team and kick it out. He did a really good job at that, and he's got to do a good job at that. And one of the people he was kicking out to, Brandon Newman, had a, had a streak of about, 
what, two minutes, three minutes, where he absolutely went crazy. I think he hit three three-pointers in a very, very short span of time. Uh, just started raining fire. The game was already broken up open by then. This game was really never in doubt. It's not like the others where there was kind of some flexing of the score. Purdue had a... A four-minute period, I think it was uh, probably around the eight, ten-minute mark in the in the first half, maybe 12-minute mark, where they just kind of slowed down on production anyway a, a little bit. They um, weren't looking as sharp, and then all of a sudden they uh, went crazy again. Um, Sasha, last night, was four of eight from three, 25 minutes of play. He had 12 points. Um, not much to talk about here um, other than just Purdue really was a mismatch, physical mismatch. For Wright State, their biggest big man, I think, was 6'7 or 6'9. Um, every time Edie got the ball in the post, he was just doing huge things. Um, Trey Williams looked angry, which was kind of fun to see. And his theme for this game was uh, play with a chip on your shoulder and look for your shot. He's played completely different games in all three games, if you look at it. It's very, very interesting. One game, he kind of was refusing to shoot. Uh, the, the game, uh, last game, he was, uh, really going for hitting the glass when he came in and these quick stints. Um, and this game, he was really looking for his shot. And that's kind of an indicator of what this team can do, right? It didn't look like Purdue's out of rhythm with Travian Williams choosing a different role. Teams are going to have to, uh, choose their poison versus Purdue. That's going to happen over and over. If you want to, if you want to, uh, suck into the lane, you're going to have the three point shooters, uh, hit a lot of shots. This this team can hit threes, and they're not afraid to shoot them. If you go man and you give the big men space, they're gonna just they're gonna eat you alive. There's no other way around it. Um, the defense came to play last night. That was one thing. I think it in the second half, um, Wright State had like 37 points. I think, and uh, I, I'm not being real scientific here um, with with a, a lot of time left, or, or like I think 12, 14 minutes left. I think. Um, it was just an absolute shellacking if you didn't watch it. It was a fun one. If you got it on your DVR, go back and watch it. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the football boilers, of course, Saturday. Uh, pretty lousy game. Purdue loses 59-31. to 31. We didn't do a wrap-up on the site. I don't know if you figured this out. Sometimes uh, we feel like you do after these games and say, I don't know if I want to do much about this. So it's one of those games where you could say, well, you can either burn the tape or take the... There's some positives out of the game, but it felt like it was going to be a shootout very early. Um, it looked like it could go back and forth. And then Purdue had I think, three possessions in a row where they just kind of botched things. They had a, um, a bad punt. Uh, then we had a, um, uh, a costly turnover. Ohio State scored right away. And then there's another costly turnover. Uh, Ohio State's offense is great. Yeah, let's, let's, put a, let's put a parallel out there. Ohio State's football offense is like Purdue's basketball offense. They're just almost unstoppable. they got so many weapons, so many different ways to beat you. They have the fastest running back that Purdue played this year. And um, uh, Purdue's uh, defensive coordinator, I think, said that in comments. They just they, they hit the hole a lot faster. Their line is huge. They have a 6'8 guy and a 6'6 guy right next to each other. They're relatively young, but they're really, really good and skilled. Um, C.J. Stroud is playing really, really tack-sharp football. He's um, He's, I mean... 31 38 361 yards um, just just very very uh, precise on the other side of the ball interesting enough Aiden O'Connell had another all big 10 type of game 40 52 390 yards four touchdowns no interceptions he's not going to get any accolades for that performance because of the Purdue losing that way but the really good thing is Purdue kind of forced Ohio State to stick around longer than they wanted to it looked like at one point in the first half that Ohio State was going to win you know by 50 points, 
but Purdue's offense kind of kicked into gear and started doing some things. Um, Xander Horvath actually had a solid day. Five uh, rushing, five rushes for 36 yards, 7.2 uh, yards per carry. So that's that's kind of a good indicator. And of course, Bell was David Bell. He had 11 receptions and 103 yards. I think that's his 15th or 16th game as a Boilermaker with over 100 yards. He is the uh, has the most production, most 100-yard games in the history of Purdue football by, I think, two or three games now. So he's going to just pad his stats from here on out. And speaking of padding stats, they're go to, they'll go to Chicago to play Northwestern uh, in Wrigley Field on Saturday. I'm sure many of you will be there. I sure hope you will. Um, I am not going to Chicago right now. I'm not a big fan of uh, what's happening there. Not, not my favorite city right now. But um, I'm looking for big things, and I'm hoping, uh, hoping everybody that goes has a great time. I've been to Wrigley, or pardon me, I've been to Evanston a couple times to see victories for our Boilermakers, and I think it'll be a similar feel where you'll have uh, an overwhelmingly Purdue-friendly uh, crowd, pro-Purdue crowd, and I look for Purdue to uh, win handily. I really do. I think, I think Northwestern would have an absolutely horrible time trying to get into a shootout with Purdue, and I get no indicator that... Brom is going to be able to is going to sit on the ball. I think uh, Purdue will try to score points, and Northwestern's going to going to struggle to keep up with them. Um, so that'll be that'll be really good to get to the seventh win if they can if they can win, and I think they can and should come home with a victory. Come take the short trip south back to West Lafayette um, with seven wins, and then heading into the bucket looking for eight. Really good position to be in, and um, um, I, one of my nightmare scenarios. I, I think I told you guys earlier in a live cast, I really didn't want to see Purdue having to get that six win versus IU. Um, and anything after six really is gravy unless you, if you can get to eight, I mean, that, that, that's a game changer. That's a, that's a good bowl. Maybe they'd be playing in Florida. And I think that's what uh, everybody would like if you're looking at traveling and going to go see the Boilers play around, uh, uh, around Christmas time, or even maybe, maybe around January 1st. So, Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, today's quick cast is brought to you by, of course, our pals, uh, AJ's, eatajs.com. If you're on campus, get your get my favorite burger there. Um, get some uh, mac and cheese bites. Get some get a pint and watch some games, eatajs.com. Uh, of course, you can go over to Gridiron Metalworks. They've got some really cool stuff right now. Interboiled at checkout, 15% off. Great gifts if you want to. Um, I, I don't think it's too early to do your Christmas shopping now. You're about a month and a week. Uh, don't procrastinate. Go to uh, gridironmetalworks.com or go over to Martin Vintage, uh, Interboil to check out 15% off there. And uh, they got some really good stuff. Um, 15% off Interboiled. Uh, you know our pals at uh, the Martin family at martinvintage.com. Um, let's see. Yeah, so um, John uh, Younger says, is it Younger or Younger? I keep screwing this up. I think it's Younger. Yes. So I'm, yes. So I'm going to say Jan Younger again. It's Jan Younger. John Younger says eight wins might move the needle from a recruiting perspective. And there's a couple things that we can talk about that real quickly before we close out here. Um, not only will that move the needle from a recruiting standpoint, but also, also Brahms' appearances on national media after these big wins, those have a big effect too because Purdue's been in the consciousness. So uh, thank you, Jan, Jan Younger. Um, I know your name's John, okay? Anyway, I do appreciate you tuning in every time. Um, you're you're uh, uh, you're you're a trusty uh, live listener and watcher. I do appreciate that. Uh, Todd Singer says he's going to be at Wrigley and he will not be alone in his golden black gear. I guarantee you that. Um, John is going to be at uh, Wrigley Field as well. So this is great. Uh, this is just a small representation, but uh, you're going to have a lot of a lot of Purdue fans there if you you decide to go. And they actually have the field set up in a way that uh, they can go. They can both go 
both directions. They don't have to turn the, the possessions around so you're only facing a certain way. Both teams will be on the same sideline. That's interesting. Um, Twitter note, wanted to say to you guys, uh, you guys know that uh, um, uh, Waddell blew out his ACL in practice. Um, he was already going to redshirts, lousy news, but he's um, he'll get healthy. His dad actually, I think, blew out his ACL as well before his senior year um, when he was at Purdue. And my wife and I were watching last night. I thought this was funny. I, I, I mentioned this. I said, did you know uh, Matt Waddell and Conzo Martin's sons are both on the roster right now uh, for Matt Painter? And my wife was like, no. Like, acting like, you know, they everybody hadn't aged. I mean, it's pretty neat to see that uh, the next generation of Purdue basketball is has some some old names in it and you have uh, Barrett in there too. So that's this is it's really really cool. Uh, those legacy stories are neat. Um, the interesting thing like I said to you guys in the last quick cast is that third line change if you look at it. That third group, it's not just like having um, you know Bobby Buckets or um, Tommy Luce come in. It's an entire group of guys who are walk-ons coming in and uh, you got a lot of crowd favorites. The problem is it's not as concentrated on uh, one guy as it was with Tommy Luce. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're having a great morning. It's gray, and it looks like the quintessential Midwest fall day out there. The colors are popping still, uh, but it's uh, a little chilly, a little windy. Stay warm. Get cozy in your favorite hoodie from Martin Vintage, maybe. I'm wearing one from Wyoming, in case you're wondering. Uh, that's why it's not a Martin Vintage thing. But um, uh, have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, stay tuned for a handsome hour later in the week. We'll see you.